Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Out of Office with Women in Business. I'm your host, Rachel. And today I'm here with such a special guest. I'm so excited to be here with our former co-president, Tyler Spellman. Tyler, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Um, for those of you that don't know, Tyler was our co-president along with Alyssa my freshman year. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you, Tyler, for all the hard work you put in during the COVID year and the pandemic and everything going on. I think that WIB was still able to have a fantastic year and it was so inspiring. I tuned in every Monday at seven on my laptop from my living room and I literally wouldn't be here without you and all the hard work that you put in. Still planning events and still planning committees and everything like that. WIB was still so strong. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. The reason why Alyssa and I wanted to be co-presidents was to inspire and to help people. You know, that was the biggest reward for us. So to hear that just makes me so happy. That was our ultimate goal. Well, you definitely accomplished it. So thank you so much. Thanks, Rachel. So kind of going back to your senior year with WIV, kind of maybe talk about your experience. I know it was like with the pandemic. So it was definitely like an untraditional year. And we're even still kind of seeing the effects of that now, but I'm just curious to know what it was like kind of diving into it, knowing that it was going to be a fully remote year. Yeah. So I think in the beginning, when I first applied for co-president, we didn't really know what the next year would look like. We honestly thought that COVID would kind of go away in a couple months. (laughs) Little did we know that would not be the case. So Alyssa and I thought that we would still be running meetings in person, or there was at least a sliver of hope. But then once the school year came around, you know, it was kind of unsaid. Everything is virtual. We honestly didn't even have like an official meeting with anyone saying you cannot have anything in person. We were just like, okay, we're, we're doing this virtual. Um, but it actually opened up a lot of doors that we did not expect. So for the first time we could have meetings virtual, which allowed us to record them and show the meeting across like multiple states and have guests come in that maybe wouldn't be able to come in person. So for example, we had Jenny Dell speak. Um, I believe she's a CBS reporter and she was actually down in Florida when she recorded for WIP, but we had that opportunity because we were virtual. So we actually took it um, as a positive that we could make more opportunities from WIB being virtual and having you know, remote students be able to join WIB as well. Because before we only had our meetings in person, but now you know, if you were a remote student taking online classes, living off campus as it was, you now had the opportunity to come to WIB. So we took it as, as a positive thing. And honestly, I, I think we helped grow the club tremendously. Oh yeah, that was awesome. And I remember that Jenny Dell meeting. That was one of my favorites. I yeah. absolutely loved her. She was awesome. Yeah, she um, was she was so great. Yeah. And I will even say, <laughs> I will even say now, like, because now I'm the one that does the recordings for Zoom. And now that we're kind of in like a hybrid position where it's like we have the meetings in person, but we also have the option for you to attend virtual. And I remember at the beginning of the year, we were kind of wondering, should we keep Zoom? Should we get rid of Zoom and just only have in person? And I was very adamant that like, I thought we should keep the Zoom option because not only does it like provide a lot of accessibility, excuse me, um, but I don't know, it just like, 
it just allows members to attend and be flexible with their schedules. You know, sometimes not everyone can get to Flavin Auditorium in the middle of winter. So mm -hmm. um, I honestly love that it kind of now still has like a lasting effect um, in allowing more people to attend. So it's really awesome. Yeah, the flexibility thing is huge because I feel like in past years, sometimes by the end of the year, people get a little bit burnt out. Maybe we're coming to meetings less because it is on a Monday night pretty late. But because we had that online option, we still had great retention. So I think keeping that Zoom op option this year is key because it will keep people coming and everyone's so busy. So I'm all for the flexibility. I'm all for it. <laughs> Same here. Um, kind of like piggybacking off of that. So because I was a 2020 COVID graduate for high school. And so for mm -hmm. us, we like didn't, there was no prom. There was like, we had a graduation ceremony, but it got rescheduled for like August. And it was very, like, very untraditional. Like we weren't allowed to have any guests there. So I was just curious to know what your graduation was like and kind of that experience of navigating like COVID with your college graduation. I feel like that one's like even more important. So yeah, I think, I think it was really hard because we anticipated anticipated having a full four years of the college experience, going to class. I never knew I would miss going to class. Okay. I would <laughs> skip it when I could, if I didn't need to go, I'd be like, I'm not going. But then when COVID hit, I was like, wow, I really took that for granted because I really wish I could go to class and sit with my friends and go to the cafe, even just do homework in the hub. I just, I missed it so much. But I think what my friends and I did was we just made the absolute best of it. I lived in an off-campus house with five of my girlfriends, um, my closest friends, and we we did hang out with like our close-knit groups, you know, trying to stay safe. We didn't, you know, branch out too much, but what we aimed to do was just make the absolute best of it by having like fun-themed nights. Like for one of our birthday parties, we catered Chipotle to our house, just little things like that to, to bring each other up. We would have like bachelor Monday nights or whatever was on at the time, um, just trying to make the best of it. But for graduation, we actually got lucky because they, or UMass decided to give us an in-person graduation, which we were so surprised by because everything else was canceled throughout the year. We, we really could not go on campus at all. And so when we had the chance to go to McGurk for our graduation, we were so excited. We I remember it was so hot that day, but we didn't care because we were just so thankful that we could go and take pictures and we got our gowns. We did have to sit uh, six feet apart, um, but I remember that year UMass hockey won the championship. So, which also stunk because we really couldn't celebrate that because we weren't going to the games, which was a bummer, but we actually had, I believe it was the coach of the hockey team come and speak at our graduation. And it was really inspiring to know that something positive was going on amidst all this uh, conflict, but it was a really good day. So I, it actually uh, had a good outcome. We were, we were allowed to go in person. <laughs> I love that. I actually didn't know that because I was like, yeah, I was like freshman fully remote. So I didn't know anything that was going on on campus, but I love that, that you and your friends were still able to like stay on campus and kind of like make the most of it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember spring semester, they had like the option to go in person for us. 
and I opted out, like I was like, I'll just stay remote. And a lot of the people that I talked to in my classes on Zoom were in their dorms and they all said how much they hated it and there was nothing to do and how mm-hmm. like they felt like they were just like trapped in their dorm. So honestly, like I love that you had such a positive experience, like despite all that, I feel like yeah, I feel like you're the first person I've actually heard that had like a good experience, like not good, yeah. but like a relatively good experience during the COVID year. Yeah, I mean, I think there were definitely times where it sucked 100%. But I think what we realize is that, well, there's nothing we can do. So we might as well, you know, try to do what we can to make it bearable. Um, That that was just the most important thing to us because it did, it was rough at times um, because this was pre-vaccine. So we were scared too. So if we went out and saw some friends and we found out that so-and-so had COVID, we were kind of really scared. I remember there was a point where we um, wore gloves and masks around the house because one or two of us were exposed. And so like, it wasn't all um, perfect, but we, we, made, we made the best of it. Well, that's so good to hear. So now you're, you're graduated. You're, you're, you have a big girl job. You're like, yeah a working professional woman. Love that for you. Um, so what are you up to now? Yeah, I feel like it's been so long since I went to UMass, but also it feels like yesterday. It's the weirdest feeling ever. Um, college really goes by in the blink of an eye. So if anyone who's listening to this is still at UMass, take advantage. Um, but I am currently working at a larger public accounting firm. Um, And I work kind of a classic nine to five. Um, I'm technically an auditor. So basically what we do is we review financial statements for pretty large clients um, and kind of make sure that everything checks out. Uh, Sounds a little bit boring, but it's actually kind of cool sometimes. Um, Some of my clients are in the biotech industry where they're working on solutions for really serious diseases. So I get exposed to more things than people would kind of think when they hear accounting. Uh, So there are some cool things behind it. Um, But other than work, I still live at home, which uh, I know that people really try to avoid sometimes when they graduate, but I'd be happy to talk about how I don't regret living at home at all. Um, I can get more into that later if we want, but I'm actually really happy here. I am starting to transition out. I'm like actually looking at apartments now, but I really loved being at home while I'm starting my new job because it's a, it's a really hard transition, honestly, to go from college to working in a corporate environment, nine to five all day. Um, so it's been nice to be home during that. Um, and just seeing friends when I can (laughs) with our busy lives. That's awesome. I actually would love for you to touch on that because I feel like I'm in like a similar boat right now where I'm like looking at my career options and I'm like, can I even afford to move out? Should I like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, do I want to stay home? So I would love to kind of hear about your, how you navigated that. Yeah. This one was personally really hard for me because, um, my, my best friends from school, uh, they decided to move out into Southie. That's a popular location for um, a lot of Massachusetts people. A lot of, a lot of people move to South Boston. Um, South Boston's so fun, but it's really uh, expensive. 
So, you know, they came to me and they were like, Ty, do you want to move out with us? We found this place. And I just, I ended up saying no, um, which was really hard for me to do because I really wanted to live with my friends. But at the time I had spent a lot of money my senior year because it was COVID. We were kind of splurging when we had things to do because we're like, well, it's COVID. Let's just have fun. Let's just try to <laughs> try to do something <laughs> to lift our spirits. So we just kind of did a lot of takeout and I, a lot of shopping, online shopping. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. So I really didn't have a lot of money in my bank account, to be honest. So I had to make the really hard decision at the time to say no and move back home. What I'm realizing now is that was the best, best thing for me because when I started work, it's a huge, huge learning curve. And there's a lot of stress that at first, at least for me, because you're kind of learning the ropes. Um, you go from having, you know, one or two classes a day to you're now working all day. So I was really tired all the time, exhausted by the weekends. So it was actually really nice to be at home. And because I've been at home for a little over a year now, I've had, I've had so much saved up. Um, and I can still have the flexibility to spend my money. In April, I, um, I went on a vacation. I splurged a little bit and I went to Universal Studios because I am a huge Harry Potter fan. I love Harry Potter. It's my oh, favorite. Same. Yeah, it's the best. So um, my boyfriend and I, we, we decided to splurge and go to Universal Studios. But I think that if I were paying pretty high rent, I, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Um, but also on the flip side, I love my friend's apartment. I visit all the time. Um, they are like welcome me with open arms and I, I love their place. I love what they have going on. It's so fun. Um, so there's, there's plus sides to each, but I think for those who like decide to live at home and think, oh, am I missing out? There are gonna be a few things that maybe you aren't able to go to, but eventually you will move out it will happen eventually. And once you do, you're going to have that security. I feel like I'm now ready to move out because I have, I have that safety blanket almost um, where I feel comfortable to do it. I love that. I also love too, like just the idea of like having that extra year to like spend with family and like be mm -hmm. close to everyone because mm -hmm. I mean, Boston's not that far from me. I'm like 40 minutes out, but mm -hmm. um it, I guess it is nice to know that like you still have that extra year of quality time with like your loved ones and kind of spending time with them. So I feel like that would also be like a good plus side. Yeah, you just kind of sparked something in my mind. Um, that <laughs> is a huge thing I didn't mention. I've become so much closer with my family, um, especially my parents. Um, us three will just go out um, to a restaurant, hang out for a few hours, come back, we'll watch movies. I never used to do that. When I went to UMass, I was always looking for when I could go back to UMass. Um, and that I feel like is also a phase of life. You know, you just, you want freedom, you want to get out, but you're so right, Rachel, that quality time was so important. I feel so close to my family and I'll be thankful for that forever. Oh, I love <laughs> Yeah. Um, I guess maybe because I kind of skipped over you talking about your job. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe like I would just love to know kind of you talked about kind of like your work schedule and everything like that. But I would just love to know, like, 
how do you feel like working a nine to five? I don't know if that makes sense, but I guess like yeah. more of like the personal side of your work life, like how it's yeah. different from school and maybe like some things that you like about it just to kind of like spark some inspiration in me. Cause I'm like thinking yeah. my full-time, my full-time work now. I know it, it does sound really daunting. And at first I felt extremely overwhelmed and that is so normal. Um, I think it's the hours combined with what you're being asked to do. You know, these jobs, you have so many responsibilities and at least at my company, they want you involved from day one. They want you, you know, taking the tasks head on. They want you to learn. So I felt a lot of responsibility on me at once. Um, obviously, they know that we're still learning and I can I can make mistakes. It's it's not like I have to be perfect. It's just I felt so overwhelmed with with the responsibilities. Um, also, my job can be quite honest, be challenging at times. Um, so kind of navigating, not really knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> um, that's a big one. I didn't know what I was doing at all at first. I still don't sometimes. Um, and then just kind of having less time for myself. Um, unfortunately, we are kind of devoted to our job during the day, like Monday through Friday. Um, so I would have to say overwhelmed is the biggest word to describe it. But now I would say I'm a lot more adjusted. Um, and I honestly really like the structure sometimes. Um, I think that the more that you do the job, the easier it gets. And I think that can be applicable to a lot of, a lot of jobs. Um, so I think at first I had no idea what I was doing, literally none. And I will full on admit that. Um, I was, I, I would cry. Like, I, I'm going to say it. Like I would have days where I would just cry. I remember one time our power went out and I thought it was the end of the world that I could not log on for work. And I tried to drive somewhere with power and I got a flat tire. It was probably one of the worst God. days of my life. <laughs> um, not actually, but it feels like that when you have a new job and, and you feel like you have to do those things. But if I, if I got lost power now, I'd be so happy. I'd be like, Oh, a day I don't have to work. <laughs> Like, so it's just all about that adjustment, honestly. Um, so I feel a lot better now. And I think what is a huge plus about a nine to five job is that afterwards you can log off for the day and be done. You can have a glass of wine and go out to dinner with your friends. You can watch a TV show. I think what's different is that at school, you're always like, oh, I have to do this you know, uh, essay or I have a test in two days and I have to study, but with work, you know, we, there's always a few things lingering around, but when you log off for the day, you can kind of check out, you know, same with the weekends. Um, I've not thought about work since Friday at five. <laughs> so that's, what's nice. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, cause I'm a junior now. So I'm like already thinking about, you know, full-time work and like, it does feel so overwhelming. Like going into it. Like, I feel like I have such imposter syndrome. Like I cannot even imagine like having a big girl job and like working in nine to five. And like, I don't even know, like, it just feels so daunting right now, but it's good to know that it like eventually passes and like that eventually you do settle in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love what you said about the nine to five and then you just like log out for the day. I think that is so nice. And I kind of got a taste of that with my internship. Like working during the day and then once you sign off like you're done and you don't have to worry about it until the next day 
like I cannot wait for that like that one aspect of working full-time just because like especially now like we're in the depths of midterm so I feel like I'm so down bad down terrible um almost done though so I definitely (laughs) feel that um of just like wanting to sign off the day and just be done yeah so it's it's huge it's huge um that's my favorite part (laughs) um having that like ability to sign out mentally physically literally at the end of the day um and have that time for yourself I think that's so important when you're working I love that I don't know I guess I'm also curious to know what your self-care routine looks like you had kind of mentioned you work during the day nine to five and then kind of like you don't really have as much time for that especially with a full-time job so maybe if you could just shed some light on like what things you do for self-care now versus like in comparison to what you kind of did back at UMass? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that obviously I think that self-care is super important. Um, Alyssa and I like tried to harp on that uh, when we were co-presidents of WIV. Um, I think that UMass, my self-care was hanging out with my friends. That was my ultimate self-care. I loved spending time with them. Um, I love going out to eat. That's my, one of my favorite things. Um, also working out, I went to the gym a lot at UMass. And when I transitioned out of college, I kind of lost a lot of that. It was really hard for me because I was away from all of my friends. I felt like I didn't have time to work out. Um, so I kind of really struggled, honestly, at first. I didn't even know if I could do it. And so I guess that's kind of touching on the imposter syndrome that everyone can feel sometimes. Like, I just was like, I don't think I can even do this. I don't think I'm, I'm built for this. But I, I pressed on, and I'm so glad that I did because I've really proved to myself that I'm stronger than I think and that I can do this. And I think when you're mentally in a better place, that's when you can actually start doing some of those self-care things. Um, So now I'm I'm much better at that. Um, I started spin classes, which I used to think I could never do. So if you're listening, thinking, oh, I could never do spin. Yes, you can, because I thought I never could do spin. And I absolutely love it now. I do it once a week. with a couple of my best friends. It's so fun. Um, I also take more breaks throughout the day. So I recently, like, for example, I recently got my nails done during my lunch break. Um, <laughs> that's self-care to me. And I went over my lunch break, but it was important for me to, to have that. Um, I also, I was telling you this, Rachel, but I also recently started seeing a mental health coach who practices cognitive behavioral therapy, because sometimes I feel stressed and I feel reactive and I just wanted to kind of, you know, have better control of that in my everyday life. So that's been great. I've been seeing her for about three to four weeks. So this is all recent stuff. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's okay if it doesn't click for everyone right away once they graduate. A lot of people kind of go through this hard transition and that's so normal. At least 
from what my experience was, it's, it's normal if you don't have it all together right away. That's great to hear. I appreciate you like being so vulnerable. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm asking a lot of hard questions. So oh, no, I, I mean, I love to share when I can. I guess, um, what do you think made it so difficult to kind of like make that transition? Do you think it was sort of like a mental block, which I've definitely experienced, or do you think it was like anything else? Yes, uh, thank you for asking. Um, I think it was a combination of a lot of things definitely some mental blocks here and there. Um, but ultimately, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in May of 2022. So this was only, what is it, October now? Only like four, five months ago or so that I was diagnosed. And I believe it went undiagnosed for at least a year. Because when I started working is honestly when I started feeling really, really off. And because I started feeling off physically, when I started working, I was blaming everything I was feeling on my job. So I was falling asleep at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night without fail, which is really unusual for me because my whole life I was a night owl. So that was weird. But I just thought, oh, I'm tired because of work, right? Or if I was feeling kind of just like off for the day, even it's kind of hard to describe, honestly, the big thing was tiredness. Um, another thing was, was stress. I think that, you know, stress can raise your, um, blood sugar actually, um, it can heighten it. So I think when I got stressed at work, it was making me literally physically feel worse. Um, and I just thought, oh, it's because work's really hard right now. Um, so I think that that was a big part in why my transition was so hard because I thought, oh my gosh, my job is literally making me ill when really I was just ill. <laughs> um, so I found out about that in May and, and honestly, it's, it's been, it's been a huge transition of my life because, you know, I was telling you this, um, the other day, Rachel, but basically, um, I think of my life in, in two parts now, um, like pre type one diabetes and post type one diabetes. Um, and maybe to just give like a little bit of context, um, type one diabetes is when, uh, the pancreas almost like attacks itself and doesn't produce insulin and insulin controls our blood sugar. Um, and when your blood sugar is like uncontrolled, it can lead to other problems. Like, so I had symptoms of like extreme thirst. Um, I was losing a lot of hair, uh, really bizarre, but I, my hair was falling out, um, tiredness, um, fatigue, and it can just affect your mood too, because you just feel off. Um, so I kind of think of my life in those two different parts because I have to do everything differently now. Um, but I honestly look at it in a positive way because I feel so thankful that I found out what was going on with me and I feel so much better. So I, I almost felt grateful when I found out, which is like such an abnormal reaction. Um, <laughs> but I felt so much better that I knew what was going on and it's very, very treatable, which is, which is positive. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Um, I don't know if you have any like specific questions on it, but no, I mean, I guess 
one thing I just wanted to touch on that we had kind of talked about um, before um, was just kind of like the misconceptions that people have about diabetes. Yeah. Like always pertain to like diet or exercise, but I mean, really just the fact that you're so vulnerable and like sharing this and really just kind of shows that anyone can get it for any reason. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is a lot more common than people think, especially in younger individuals. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just really appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that with us. It's like really important to, I think it's like really important for like our viewers to listen to. Oh, that's great. I mean, you're so right because some people think that you only get diabetes, you know, if you're out of shape or getting older and and this and that, but um, type one you typically get when you're when you're a kid. Actually, getting it at my age is pretty rare. Twenty two. You, I mean, typically it used to be called ju- juvenile diabetes. I don't think it's called that anymore, but it used to be just because people were getting it when they were born or when they were like age one to five. So it is kind of rare. Um, I think that what helped me is that my mom has diabetes. Uh, she was diagnosed at the age of 21. So it, it, it does run in the family. And I, it's so interesting though. I never thought it would happen to me. Right. And I think a lot of people think that too, like, oh, this would never happen to me, but when it does, it can be scary. I remember when I actually found out the first night I was pretty upset, but then I just saw everything that my mom has accomplished in life and what she's done. And I knew that I could do it. So maybe I can be this person for someone out there who needs a little bit of inspiration because I had my mom look up to and she um she's completed two Ironmans in her life which is like this really 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 long triathlon so like it does not inhibit you you can still do anything with diabetes oh I love that that's so amazing that she was able to do two triathlons um yeah she's awesome they're like huge 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 ones yeah that's that's amazing yeah I really love that I mean obviously finding out any sort of medical issue isn't amazing news here but I love that you're kind of able to turn around and make it something positive and you know it really doesn't inhibit you in any way I mean you're still absolutely crushing it you know thank you (laughs) you like you have such an impressive job and you're doing so many amazing things so I mean at the end of the day it only makes you stronger definitely and I do want to note that there are hard days that come with it um not every day is perfect. Some days I I feel really off still. And, but I think that just kind of knowing, or at least being more comfortable with overcoming these things. And when you're faced with them, just knowing that there isn't, there's a way out or there's the light at the end of the tunnel, um, like getting, getting this sort of news or, or dealing with any sort of conflict in your life, whatever might be going on in your life, think about that moment. And And just know that there's always going to be another side out of this. Um, And there's, there's something to positive to come out of it as well. Hopefully, That's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you like sharing this with us and sharing this with our viewers. I think it's like really important to hear. Yeah, of course. Um, And if anybody listening um, has any like personal specific questions, they can always reach out to me. I'm happy to share kind of what I, what I do on the daily, um, (laughs) to deal with it. So I'm happy to help. 
That's amazing. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, I guess we can end it. Let's end it on a, like a very positive note. I think that you're so well accomplished. I think that you're doing some amazing things. Um, and I guess one way that I kind of wanted to end it is maybe any like parting advice that you can have for our members, really any anyone listening, if you have any advice about, it could be about career, it could be about personal life, post-grad, anything that you have that you'd be willing and comfortable to share. Yeah, I feel like I could go on forever. So <laughs> I'll try to keep it um, relatively short. Um, I guess my advice for everyone is to keep pushing, keep following your heart. That sounds so cheesy, but life gets so hard sometimes, at least from what I've experienced. And there's been times when I thought I can't do this. And I know everyone has those thoughts at times and they're definitely normal. But my advice is just to don't let that overcome you and to just keep going because it will work out in the end one way or another. And when I say follow your heart, your heart, I mean, if something doesn't feel right for you in the moment, take that leap to maybe make a change. You know, if you're really unhappy in what you're doing or where you're living or who you're surrounding yourself with, my advice is to kind of take a different path and kind of find what makes you the best you. Because if in this world, at least I need to be my best self or like at least aiming towards my best self in order to take on all these challenges um because if I'm in a in a bad place or or anything like that it's hard for me to deal with problems that come up so that would be my advice to keep to keep pushing you can do it stay positive and reach out for help if you need it that's a big one I've reached out for help a lot um and, and don't be ashamed of it it's a good thing that's amazing. Thank you. I feel like this has been so honestly kind of like therapeutic for me because I feel like I'm going through like a stint right now where I'm just feeling like so overwhelmed. And so I think it's like the combination of midterms and work and everything going on. So yeah. honestly, I feel like this has like been super helpful for me just listening to you here, like say that like, it's okay. And like, yeah, pushing, I think like, honestly, it's just really inspiring. So definitely going to take that with me today when I'm having my Sunday scaries. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm having Sunday scaries, but at least the Patriots are on. So that'll help. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <they're on. laughs> yeah. But yeah. I like, like I said, Rachel, like it seems like so much right now, but then once those midterms are over and you're heading into the holidays, you're going to be like, oh, all is good. <laughs> it's almost over. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I guess I'll end it there. Thank you again, Tyler, so much for coming on and giving us a little glimpse into your life. I think that it has been so wonderful to hear about all the amazing things that you've been up to and to hear you talk about WIB again. Oh, like yeah. it, it is so amazing. I can't even believe like that I'm here speaking with you. Like this feels so, this feels like such a full circle moment for me because I remember all freshman year, I would watch you and Alyssa on Zoom. So Aww. this definitely feels like such a full circle moment for me. Um, I'm, I was so happy to have you on. I think you've been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so happy um, that I was here today. And anybody listening, feel free to reach out at any point. But thank you for having me, Rachel. Um, it was so nice for me to come on and just share what I've been up to. And if I can help anybody listening, then that's a win. Awesome. Thank you so much.
Um, and thank you to everyone listening. Um, we appreciate your viewership um, and look forward to our next episode next week. Bye guys.